the college football experience, Virginia Tech Hokies at West Virginia Mountaineers game preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there's a free $350. NFL contest in a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy. You're listening to SGP. Wait, hold on. Say it again. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Virginia Tech Hokies at the West Virginia Mountaineers game preview. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. And I'm joined. Look, we're talking Virginia Tech football. If I'm not getting my guy real money Kramer on the show, look, we got two options because this guy represents the 757. Guy knows college football and college basketball and really just, I think he just kind of knows all sports. Uh, contributor over at SGPN. Just, uh, just saw him in Vegas. He was part of this, uh, this, this, this just. You know, debacle that was a bunch of uh, SGPN people coming to Vegas. But uh, give it up for my guy, Terrell Furman Jr. How you doing, Terrell, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And back from Vegas, I am. It was an amazing time. Great to see everybody. Can't wait to break down some more football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we got the Hokies. Who, look, if these listeners were listening to us, what, back in. Uh, I don't know, April, May, June. I mean, we were on the Hokies on the money line, beating North Carolina. I know we did yep. the game preview for that that week, but we were calling that thing for months. We were yeah, calling absolutely. Yeah. It, it it was just known. It was known that this first home game 
uh, in the environment that is Blacksburg and Lane Stadium and coming in, enter Sandman hadn't been done in two years. There is no absolute way that North Carolina was going to come out there with a win. They, the odds were stacked against them. There's no reason they should have been favored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt like a, like between that and the UCLA LSU play that we were calling for months, we felt, I feel like we're, we're kind of yeah. uh, on top of our shit over here, but uh, here we are. Look, uh, Virginia tech though, after that North Carolina be, you know, beating, they, they play middle Tennessee at home and they win just 14. Or I'm, I'm sorry. They cover, but they backdoor cover. This was a 14 to seven game at halftime, middle Tennessee conference, USA opponent that was in Blacksburg. It was that at all concerning to you? I mean, they still covered though. Cause I took the Hokies. They yeah, barely I did too. covered. I did yeah. too. They did. They covered by one point. <laughs> Um, but it was a twenty. It was a twenty-point spread. Come on now, that, it wasn't like it was a six-point-seven-point cover. It was a twenty-point spread. They covered by twenty-one. Give them a break. I'm just saying, fourteen-seven at halftime. Is that something after a huge win over a top-ten opponent that we should have, you know, factored in? We still yeah, got the cover. Yeah, a little bit of a letdown spot, uh, definitely for them. You know, coming off of that big win and ultimately flipping up that whole division, and now Virginia Tech is favored basically to win the division. So um, don't sleep yeah, on the Wahoos. Bit, I know it sounds filthy. Yeah, don't I sleep guess. on the Wahoos. We'll, we'll see what they do against <laughs> UNC. They got to play UNC this week, so we'll see what they. I, I'm on UNC in that game actually. But, uh, I'm on the uh, Wahoos, man. I think Brennan Armstrong is a, 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 a underrated quarterback, man. Uh, you know, Nick NC Nick sold me on Brennan Armstrong. I went back watched some film in the offseason, and I was like, hey, this kid's pretty good. He's a lefty, but uh, we'll see if the obviously the Hokies defense. Uh, you know, was really what won him that game against North Carolina, Justin Hamilton, who I thought, you know, people were panicking last year, uh, mm-hmm. considering uh, they gave up a ton of points, but Justin Hamilton had, had issues with COVID himself. The whole defense did as well. He also had opt outs. They had uh, Caleb fairly opt out pretty early on. Um, and, and I thought, okay, you just got to you just got to just wait through this year because I know Bud Foster, we had him on the show, friend of the program, legendary defensive coordinator, Bud Foster. He, he said, Justin Hamilton is going to be a great defensive coordinator. He said, I, you know, he's, you know, he's been a protege of him. He thinks he's going to be fantastic. If anyone's, it was his recommendation, I believe to uh, coach Fuente. So I, I think, uh, you know, throwing out last year, you look at what they did to Sam Howell, who I know you're going to burn me on for that Heisman ticket, but still, yeah. Um, uh, Hamilton's the real deal, I think, and, and I think if Virginia Tech's going to win this game, it's going to be on Justin Hamilton. I know we can make that case that Fuente and that offense they got to get going because in the second half of that North Carolina game, they they were they were kind of doing nothing. I mean, they won by that defense, in my opinion, in, uh, in the North Carolina game. Now, last week against Middle Tennessee was kind of the opposite. The offense kind the of first opened half, up. Yeah, yeah. That first half, they weren't really doing anything. And it's like, all right, they're still kind of in that same offense that we saw the second half of that last game. And then the second half comes and they turn it on. And it's like, okay, this is what we know. So effectively, we've got a game of seeing the offense be all right. And then we got a game of where we didn't really see the offense do too much. And that's going to uh, affect a lot when we go into handicapping this game. Yeah. And, and if we look to the other side of the coin here is the, the West Virginia Mountaineers, they had this game against Maryland where, I mean, I think, 
I didn't see that one coming. Um, that, that game that was, was all over West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really kudos to, to, to Maryland and Mike's Lockley for getting that done. They did outgain them and, and it was a pretty substantial amount. I think it was over like a hundred yards. However, West Virginia had their chances to win that game. If anything, like you can make the case that Maryland was, was in a way like they, they should have been up by a lot more, but West Virginia threw a pick in the, in the red zone. They Letty Brown fumbled inside. I think the 25, maybe the 30, mm-hmm. um, if memory yeah. serves me correct, they left a lot of points on the board and, the, and that was a close game. So they easily could have won that game. Uh, and then week two, they take on long Island and one of these games that just, you know, look, no disrespect to the long Island sharks, but they're a D two school that went to <laughs> FCS uh, last season. I believe it was, uh, this is a, a, this is a game that shouldn't happen in my opinion, but still, so now you have the real test for West Virginia because you know, they kind of, they kind of shit the bed against Maryland, but here comes, this is an old rivalry game guys. This is one that, that in my opinion, uh, you know, college football is better when games are played like this, where, you know, these two teams have played countless times. Um, this was once a, once a rich rivalry. So I'm gl- very glad to see this game back. I'm very, very glad to see it being played in Morgantown and hopefully the next one in Blacksburg, but West Virginia, this is, I think their first real showing of fans, you know, I mean, obviously they were there for the long Island game, but does that even count? I think this is the one the fans have had circled. I know it's already yeah. sold out. Um, and, and really when you, when you look at West Virginia, it, to me, if it's Jared and, and I always thought it was doge, uh, they're starting quarterback. He's a Bowling Green transfer, but I believe it's Jared Deggy. I believe Deggy is, is the co- okay. correct way to pronounce that. I've had a hard time mm-hmm. with that over the years, but um, if he can, if he can play mistake-free football, um, I think that's the key to him winning. Because when you go back to that Maryland game, a critical interception in the end zone. I believe he also threw another one too. Uh, he's completing sixty-one percent of his passes for eight point six uh, yards of completion, which is pretty good. He's got four touchdowns, two interceptions on the year. And they got a stud running back. This guy, Letty Brown is someone that I think could be a problem for the Hokies, but really when it comes to, to handicapping this game, I think it just has to do with the home environment is yep. going to be bananas. Uh, if, I, I've been to this game before, by the way, guys, I have been to a West Virginia, Virginia tech game. I think twice um, these games used to be when they were in, in the big East, this thing used to be bananas. I mean, as far as, like this is a place where you could be cheering on the football game. And next thing you know, you're getting pepper sprayed, even though you did nothing because the place is bananas. It's bananas. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, so I, I think really when it comes down to it, like the, 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 the home field environment is the main reason why West Virginia is proud is that three point favorite currently. But as far as keys to the game, I think for West Virginia, it, it's really going to be, can Deggy avoid the turnover? Can can Virginia Tech move the football? Because let's not forget, West Virginia was a really good defense a year ago. Now Maryland kind of ca- called that out, you know, for for being you know for Gazy in a way because Maryland was able to put up some substantial yards against them. However, though, West but Virginia I think that's that's first game of the season, though. I think that's yeah. first game of the season, and you know, quick early jitters on the both sides of the ball really caught them on and they're on the road. And we got to remember that West Virginia, as good as a team that they, they are at home, they're the complete opposite on the road and they can really throw out some serious duds road game. It's just that, you know, for majority of teams, 
um, including teams that are coming from that uh, Big 12 area, that West Virginia is a really tough road trip on them. And so for a lot of teams, just coming into West Virginia, coming into that environment is just like a shock. And it kind of throws teams off their rhythm. And that's when the defense really thrives. That's when the defense really eats. So I'm not really too concerned about how they looked against Maryland. They gave up 30 points. You don't want to see that at all. But And over 400 yards, you definitely don't want to see that at all. But I think that they still have the opportunity to play a lot, a really good brand of lockdown defense that they have at home, coming against a quality opponent. You know, at the end of the day, they shut out Long Island. No, they should not have played Long Island. This is an FCS team, all this. But they still shut them out. Like, even when, you know, all said and done, the third, fourth stringers are in the game, all that, they still shut shut them out. And that still can be said for something. It's not nothing. I wouldn't say it's nothing. You know what's a concerning factor to me is the Virginia Tech ground game. Braxton Burmeister is their team's leading rusher through two games. Now, I, I do think Braxton Burmeister is a shifty quarterback. It's weird. He's like mm-hmm. he's kind of a sneak. He doesn't look like the uh, the average prototypical running quarterback as far as the, his running style. But uh, here he is. He leads the team in rushing, five point five yards a rush. But still, it's still concerning to me. You're two games in, and you haven't seen Raheem Blackshear with you know uh, he only had sixty nine yards, and then Jalen Holston. 80 yards. Um, I, I think some, some of that was them getting banged up perhaps, but it's still concerning to me on the road. I think you're going to need that ground game. And I think Fuente's offense is not going to be afforded the luxury of, you know, kind of, kind of stuttering for two, for two, for two quarters. You know what I mean? Like that's happened Mm -hmm. in both games. We've seen the North Carolina game, the second half, that offense did nothing. The middle Tennessee game, the first, first half, half, they did nothing. Offense. You're you're not going to be able to afford that. You're not going to be able to be afforded that luxury in Morgantown, West Virginia, if you go cold for two quarters. Absolutely. And then the thing to consider is that even though that middle TC game got away from, we still got the cover. It was 35, 14, but uh, middle Tennessee kept it up in yardage up there with Virginia tech in that game, Virginia tech, 338 yards of offense, which really isn't that good to be honest. But then here comes middle Tennessee right behind them with 349 yards in offense. Yeah. Middle Tennessee, 21 first downs, Virginia tech, 25 first downs, like middle Tennessee was in that game for a long point in time. And, uh, where really where you could say Virginia tech shut them down at is in the rushing game. They only rushed for 66 yards. The rest of it was passing. Um, if if Middleton if Virginia Tech puts up that defensive output and keeps the game that close on the stat sheet, looking at the yardage and looking at the first downs and getting them off the field on third down, everything like that, then this is going to be a tight game. This is going to be a tight game, and Virginia and if that offense stutters, Virginia uh, not Virginia but West Virginia can definitely come back and put a couple more scores on the board that that'll blow a game open. So yeah. I don't think it's like, it's something where we're going to see like a 40, 30, 40, 20, 40, 10 final score, or anything like that. But don't let West Virginia get a couple extra scoring drives that they probably shouldn't have gotten because they're going to make you pay for it, especially at home. Yeah. And I think we also got to highlight that James Mitchell, the stud yeah. tight end for Virginia tech. Uh, this guy was, you know, some, some NFL, had him going in the NFL talent. Yeah. NFL co- talent. First couple rounds in the NFL draft. He is out for the year. That could, you know, really be a problem for the Hokie offense. Now I'll say this, man, that they, the last 10 times they've played once again, this was once a rich rivalry played every year. Uh, Virginia Tech's won seven of those last 10. 
including a, a 2017 ba- a neutral site game in Landover where they won by seven in in a, in a dandy. But but besides that, they haven't played much since 2000. That was actually the only game since 2005 when both teams, uh, you know, essentially ended up. Well, Virginia Tech jumped to the ACC first, and then West Virginia later jumped to the Big Twelve. Um, I don't know if that factors into anything. I, I either because mm-hmm. it's been so long, but it, I just wanted to throw that stat out there. Seven of the last ten games, Virginia Tech has won against West Virginia. Um, I don't think that matters much. Let's get to this thing. the The spread is three. Over under fifty and a half, plus one twenty five on the money line for the Hokies. What are you doing, man? Because because I'll, I'll let you know what I'm doing, but you go first. Yeah, so this we talked about this in college basketball one one of these times. I think one of those games. I can't remember which one for certain, but we talked about this, and this is a rule game for me. Uh, this is a rule I've been following for like the past two years now, and it's hit about ninety percent. I can think of one college basketball game. I think it was Missouri where it didn't hit, but in college basketball, college football, this is hit ninety percent of the time for me, and it's whenever you have an unranked home favorite playing a ranked home, a ranked dog, like a ranked away dog, the unranked home favorite wins that game about 90% of the time for me. So it's an automatic, I don't care what team it is. I don't care who it is or how it looks, but uh, West Virginia is an unranked home favorite against a ranked Virginia Tech who is an away dog. So I'm on West Virginia here. I'm mocking it up. Yeah. That is Terrell there Furman Jr. I need, I need there we go. Taking, taking the Mountaineers minus three in Morgantown. And that's really what I, I mean, look, it's a great rivalry. I hope this game's back going, but I refuse. I don't even think I, I would probably take West Virginia all the way up to seven because I think West Virginia, this place, it's like we, uh, we were on BYU last week. And Utah hadn't beaten BYU in forever. I'm sorry, BYU hadn't beaten Utah in forever. Mm-hmm. But after not having fans for a year, I can tell you this place is going to be lit. We've already seen that payoff for Virginia Tech. We saw it pay off with uh, BYU, and I think here it's going to pay off with West Virginia because this is one of the loudest stadiums in the country when things are going. And I think don't be afraid of like looking at this and seeing like, oh, it's a a ranked team as a dog. I got to be all over that. They're going to kill them. No, if we all think about it and we're all really honest, Virginia Tech probably should have been favored in that North Carolina game. Yes, North Carolina was quote unquote 10th team and 10th best team in the country, but Virginia Tech should have been favored in that game. When we put them in a vacuum, we put them on a neutral field and we look at the rosters like Virginia Tech's not too far off from where North Carolina was. And so this one, it just looks like the odd makers got it right. And they said, yeah, we know that this is going to be a crazy home environment. We know that West Virginia has a really good defense and that this quarterback plays up when he's at home. This is the opportunity where we think West Virginia is the better squad right now, seeing the transgressions that Virginia Tech has had. It hates for my hoagies for me to sit here and look at the stat sheet and be like, dang, this is a loss on the season, but this is looking like an L. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, beginning of the year, I was high on West Virginia. A lot of it had to do with what teams are playing in Morgantown without having fans for a year. And I'm not going to back away now, despite is the Maryland loss concerning sure a little bit, but that was on the road. They've had their struggle. You alluded to this. They had their struggles on the road in the big 12 last year. Um, and, and I believe even the year prior. So look, you're in Morgantown, no fans. This place is going to be bananas. I think this is a lock 
uh, on taking West Virginia minus three. Um, you got any play on the over or under there at 50 and a half? Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards the under here just off of uh, just first thought. I think it's a very intense defensive game. I still think Virginia Tech's defense is live, even though they kind of kind of got exposed a little bit against middle Tennessee, giving up a whole bunch of yardage and just no points. So it's more of a bend, not break type thing. And they could possibly come back there with that same philosophy. Like, okay, you can move up and down the field, but when it comes to scoring, we're not going to let you. Um, so it could be something very, I could see like a, uh, a 17, 14, like a 2014 final score, something very low scoring looks kind of a smash mouth football game where these two teams just getting after it after not seeing each other for so long. I think that if Virginia tech wins this game, they're going to need to have a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. I think that's yeah. the key for the Hokies to get it done. Yeah. Maybe Deggy, uh, you know, he, he's, he, he had some mistakes in that Maryland game. Maybe that happens and that's how they could pull that off. But I, I completely agree. I am on West Virginia. Keep an eye on the WVU D line. All right. Akeem uh, Mesidor, this guy's good. They still have one of the stills. Dante stills is there. Um, they, they have uh Daryl Middleton. This is a good defensive line that I think could, for, you know, really be a problem for Braxton Burmeister. I'm on West Virginia minus three locking it up. I know Terrell Furman is locking up West Virginia. He got it at minus two and a half. Um, so Get your bets in, guys, before this line goes up further. Like I said, though, I feel fairly confident. I know you just gave out a score of twenty to fourteen or or seventeen fourteen or something. I still think if this is at four by the time kickoff is or four and a half, I still like West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. Obviously, you want to get your bets in as fast as possible before that number goes to four, just in case something happens, maybe a backdoor cover, something like that. But I I, I like West Virginia here. I think this is a great play. Can't wait to watch this one Saturday morning. All right, folks, if you're a first time listener, make sure you subscribe because we handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. Me, Terrell Furman, Patty C, NC Nick. Yes, we're breaking it all down for you. College football, college basketball wise on the college football experience. Make sure you subscribe um, and also subscribe to the college basketball experience because Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear does some things at WVU. So shout out to Bob Huggins, the le- you know legendary coach. And uh, as the season heats up, uh, come November, we will have you covered talking Mountaineer basketball as well. Um, so subscribe to both feeds, and also make sure you know make sure you download that SGPN app because all of our picks are there for free. All right, me, Patty C, and NC Nick have been over five hundred for the past four years. But guess what? Terrell Furman Jr. new to picking all these games. Dude's on fire. All right. He's on fire. I'm seeing him in the top 10 leaderboards week after week. I know Patty C responded after a, a shaky week one. He had a good week too. Um, oh, Patty C went crazy. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Hey, Patty C took that personally. He came out, gave out the number one performance of the week. He was mad. Yeah, seriously, man. I was like, okay, because I gave him shit. I was giving him shit last week. I need to shut up and just uh, you know sip my coffee yeah, after that. I, should, after I don't like- know why I didn't just go follow all the Patty C picks. He had to bounce back after that week. Woo. Yeah, so we got you covered. Tally site publishes all of our picks, so we're not just we're not just saying, oh, we got these numbers right. These are these are all there for any anybody. We go up against ESPN, Portnoy, whoever. Um, so all of our picks are there via the SGPN app. You can get this for free in the app store, or Google play store. You won't only get our picks. You'll get our locks. Yeah. I mean, you'll get, you'll get our content. Terrell Furman jr. Writing a lot of great articles over at sports gambling which you can get via the app. Um, 
Yeah. So check that out. And, and by the way, if you download this app, like I said, it's free, give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. And if you do that, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D show me that screenshot. Give me a follow and I will send you a college experience t-shirt. All right. At the Colby D Terrell Furman Jr. is on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore. Give him a follow. Like I said, he knows the game as good as any uh, Patty C who we were just referring to. He's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K the college football experience new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN. Give them a follow and don't forget to follow the sports gambling podcast network at the SGP network. Yes. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. West Virginia, Virginia textile. Take the Mountaineers minus three or two and a half, whatever you can get. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.